Hi, everybody, and welcome to an edition of Coach's Corner, where I answer listeners' questions. Just wanted to start by checking in with you and sharing a little bit about what's been going on in my life. Maybe you saw on social media, and if you don't follow me on social media, please do. I love interacting with you there. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Christine Hassler, and then Twitter is Christine Hassler, but there's no E in Christine because my name's too long. So what I shared is that, you know, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I moved down to San Diego. It was a very heart-based decision. I'm so, so happy here. I love my home. I love living on the ocean. And like about two weeks after I moved, I found out that I got cast in a upcoming TV show where I'm going to be the host and the expert. And guess where it shoots? Los Angeles. (laughs) which is where I moved from. And it just reminds me of that quote, if you want to give God or the universe a good laugh, tell it your plans. You know, Because here I was thinking I was going to be staying in San Diego all this time and I'm basically driving back and forth every week. So it's been super fun. I'll share more about the show and, and what I'm doing there as I can. Maybe in an upcoming episode, I'll, I'll tell you a few more stories. But I definitely want to dive into these questions for this week's Coach's Corner. So our first question is from Patty. And before I read her question, I just want to define two terms she uses in the question. And that is the term satisfier and maximizer. She thinks of herself as a satisfier and wants to know how to better understand the decision-making process of what she calls a maximizer. She defines a maximizer as particular about planning or finding the best. They don't like to do anything half-assed, even a trip to the city where satisfiers plan something and then make the best of it, even if they think something could possibly be better. So with those definitions, here is her question. Hi, Christine. I'm curious how to better understand someone who's a maximizer without making that person feel bad about their method of doing things or making myself feel like I'm not good enough, especially in a relationship like a marriage where many decisions need to be made together daily. I find that as a satisfier, I would rather make a good decision and actually do something than spend extra time researching and analyzing to find the very best decision. I have a hard time not judging my husband for being a maximizer because he often second guesses my opinions or decisions because he thinks of a better way to do it. I know I shouldn't be so fragile about this and judge myself for just not appreciating what he brings to the table. I'd also like to hear your advice to maximizers to better understand satisfiers and appreciate their flexibility and ease of thinking on their feet. So, okay, Patty, not sure where you came up with the term maximizers and satisfiers, but it's a cool way to define it. But rather than give you advice based on labels, I'm going to give you some straight up relationship and communication advice. Really, this is a communication issue between you and your husband. You have different ways of approaching decisions in life. So first, when the choice doesn't really involve you that much, let him obsess over finding the best. For example, say you want to get a new TV in the house. Let him research all the options. So what if it takes a little longer and appreciate that you'll get the very best? And hey, he probably researched a lot of women to date and he picked you and thinks you're the very best as his wife. So remember, keep that in mind. You see, we see the differences with a spouse as either endearing or annoying. The more you allow his maximizer behavior to annoy you versus appreciate it, the more he'll feel judged. 
So now let's shift gears to when you feel like you're not good enough. This is something you need to take ownership of. You know that your husband is, as you call him, a maximizer, and you've probably seen him second guess or overthink a lot of things. I'm just making up this example, but I imagine something that may have happened is you go to a new restaurant and you know what you want to order right away, but he spends a lot of time asking the waiter questions about multiple entrees to ensure he orders the best thing. Did his questioning mean the waiter's not good enough? No, that's just your husband being your husband, being the maximizer that he is. So next time you feel yourself taking his maximizing behavior personally, remind yourself it's just him doing what he does to feel safe and making a decision. That said, I respect the fact that you also want to be yourself when it comes to making decisions and feel supported and not overanalyzing. Request him of that. That's how you get him to better understand your behavior. Just share vulnerably and not in the heat of a decision-making moment. Do it at a separate time. Maybe when you're out to dinner on a walk and things are going really well, just bring it up and share from your heart. Express to him that it means a lot to you to feel supported in how you make decisions. He doesn't have to agree with how you do it. You just ask that he doesn't question you, especially when it comes to things that don't necessarily have to be joint decisions. So now let's talk about those joint decisions that you're having trouble with. Either talk it out with him, share this maximizer satisfier language, and see if you can come up with a middle ground. If you've already had that kind of conversation, then when it comes to joint decisions, take turns on who's going to lead the decision-making process. You can both have input, but trade off between when you lean into doing a little more research, wanting the best, and when he leans into being a little more spontaneous and going with the flow, going with his gut. Having differences in a marriage or any relationship is going to happen. If we do not see and leverage how we can learn from the other person and how we can learn from their differences, it becomes kryptonite to the relationship. We start to collect evidence for all the reasons we're annoyed or feel unheard or disrespected or why their way is wrong and our way is right. And I always say, would you rather be right or loving? Collecting evidence for how you are different and why you don't like it only creates distance and further ingrains your own patterns. Instead, collect evidence for how you can learn from that person's way of life and how they approach the world. So for you, Patty, lean into being a maximizer in your relationship. How can you get the very best out of your hubby and how can you show up as your very best? I believe in you and I know you can do it. So before moving on to my next question, I just want to remind you that the enrollment for my Bali retreat is open. And as usual, it's starting to fill up from my signature retreat last weekend. I've, we had a lot of people sign up because once they experience and get a taste of what the retreat process is like and the magic of the group that comes together and you also get to see a different side of me in a retreat setting. We had about, oh gosh, I would say 25% of the people on that retreat express interest and then sign up in Bali. So if you're feeling a call, if any part of you feels that nudge, remember making a decision to come on a retreat to Bali definitely is an intuitive thing, usually first. Then you work out all the logistics because a logical mind is like, it's far, it's expensive, I have to work, I have kids. We've had people with all those objections. Oh, and I can't afford it. That's the big one. We've had people with all those objections find a way. And it really is a life-changing experience. So please email jill at christinehassler.com if you're interested so we can start to get you in the application process. 
All right. So this next question is from a woman who is asking for dating advice regarding men. However, her question and the guidance I'm going to give applies to anyone in any kind of relationship, because no matter what gender you are or what gender you're attracted to, it's very common for people to have the kind of challenge that Amal is bringing up. She writes, hi, Christine. I've been on a beautiful path of growth and authenticity since my wallop of an expectation hangover last year. I'm just now getting back into the dating game and I'm having difficulty managing my walls that have been built up after all the relationship pains I have dealt with and thought I healed. I'd like some guidance on being honest without being needy with someone who I'm just getting to know romantically. I've been noticing that the word vulnerability has been coming up often in my life and how I need to sink into my feminine to connect with the man I'm dating. How do I let the men in my life know what's important to me without coming off as pushy or prematurely invested? How do I recognize those men that are on the same page and those that are saying yes, just to get the proverbial cookie? Great question. So first, let's talk about the walls you've built up from past relationships. This is super, super common to do after we think we've gotten hurt because we believe it's going to protect us from getting hurt again. Now, it's accurate to think that walls will protect us. That's what walls do. But they actually don't protect us from getting hurt. They protect us from truly allowing love in. And from my point of view, the absence of love, the withholding of giving and receiving love is the worst hurt we can endure. Because we're here to love. We're here to connect. We're here to open and share our heart. I know it feels like people from past relationships hurt you, but truly no one has that power. Let me repeat that. No one has that power to hurt you. People do what they do and how we experience it is our responsibility. I, I get this sounds crazy. I can completely appreciate if someone rejected you, lied to you, cheated on you, ghosted you, or was abusive in any way that it felt really hurtful. It's so important to feel those normal feelings of sadness and rage and guilt and shame and whatever else you are feeling. However, we have to release those feelings by not hanging on to any beliefs that perpetuate a victim-like feeling. And if you're still feeling hurt enough to keep walls up, then you're still carrying around a misunderstanding that you've been hurt or victimized in some way. You are not a victim. It is safe to love. All of those past relationships were lessons. Sometimes we learn how to love through experiencing hurt or what we believe is hurt. It's time to forgive, forgive yourself and forgive anyone you feel hurt you. Remember, forgiveness is not condoning the behavior and you don't have to go to that person and say, hey, I forgive you for cheating on me. It's forgiving the judgments that you're carrying around inside that you were victimized. Also, when we're in a relationship and we love someone and the relationship ends, we think the love has to go away so we can get over it. No, 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 no. The love you shared with anyone is always yours to keep. Love can stay. Keep your heart open. Just because a relationship ends doesn't mean there's less love. Now let's talk about vulnerability. There's a big misunderstanding that vulnerability is pouring your guts out to someone and with tears telling them your deepest, darkest secrets or biggest struggles. And it doesn't have to be that. Of course, eventually you may get to that and that can be part of vulnerability and intimacy. But really the essence of vulnerability is honesty and authenticity. You can even say to someone you're just getting to know, hey, there's so much I want to share with you. I'm really enjoying getting to know you. And please know I do want to reveal more and share more. It just may take me a little time. Or you can ask them to ask you questions to open up. For example, I was coaching a couple 
And they ran into a block because the woman had a lot of past hurt, not just from past relationships, but in her life. And the man said, I just feel your walls and I want you to open up to me. And she said, well, I want to open up to you, but I want you to knock my walls down. And they were in this standoff, right? Because he wanted her to take her walls down and she wanted him to knock them down for her. And what we eventually came to is we got to chip away from both sides of the wall. And for her, my coaching to her was it's really up on her to take the walls down. And one way that I supported her in doing that is to say to him, please ask me questions. Don't feel like you can't ask me about my past. So if you feel like you need to be asked questions, speak that. Also, the whole sink into the feminine thing. It's not about being an emotional mess or being submissive. Part of feminine energy is empowerment and strength of heart, honesty, asking for what you need and not slipping into patterns of control and making all the decisions, which is more masculine. They're all great ways to be more feminine. And if you're in a same sex relationship, then you also have to look at that polarity. You know, when someone else is leading and being more in the masculine and when someone else is allowing themselves to kind of flow with it and be more in the feminine, we all need that polarity and that balance in our relationship. So getting back to your specific questions, how do I let the men in my life know what's important to me without coming off as pushy or prematurely invested? Well, tell them (laughs) values in dating is so important. Now you don't want to say on the first date, I need to have my biological clock is ticking. I need to have a baby in eight months. No, 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 no. But you can start having conversation about your values. Like you really value family. You really value kindness. You really value faith. You know, surface-based questions when we're dating to be in a relationship with someone, when we're dating with the intention to marry or be in a committed relationship, you better get to those value conversations pretty quick. Maybe the first or second date, you can have the small talk. But for me, I like to, to dive right into those values because why waste my time? So are you dating for sport or are you dating with the intention to be in a committed relationship? And also, I'm curious, were you ever told in the past that you were too much, that you should be quiet, that you're too intense or something like that? I have a feeling someone might have said that to you and you may have retracted. So if you or anyone listening has ever felt like you were told you were too much, you need to forgive that limiting belief because you're not. You get to be who you are. And your other question, how do I recognize those men that are on the same page and those that are just saying yes to get the proverbial cookie? Well, can we give men a little more credit here and take more responsibility for who you're attracting? Not all men are looking to get laid. I promise you that. Believe me, I meet and coach so many men who want a connection, who want to open their heart, who want a relationship. And sure, they want to be sexually attracted to you too, but that's not all they're looking for. So if you're attracting those kind of men, who are you picking? Are you picking the unavailable guy or the party guy or the ladies man because you know it eventually won't work out and you won't get hurt again? Be really honest with yourself about that and create a new way to date. Be honest and vulnerable with yourself. Get super clear on what's most important to you in terms of the qualities you are bringing into a relationship and what you're looking for. And write up and update a new definition of vulnerability and femininity. 
Thank you, Patty and Amal, for your questions. Remember, everybody, that you can get more information about everything I'm up to by subscribing to my weekly emails, christinehassler.com. And you can always join me in my inner circle. This month, we're focusing on trust. And that's at christinehassler.com slash inner circle. And if you have questions you want me to answer on the show, just email assist at christinehassler.com. And every Wednesday, there's a new coaching episode. So look for that next week by subscribing to the show. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Bye, everybody. Bye.